are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, December 9th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, I need to let you all know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, which is both the fastest and the easiest way to place a wager in 2023. Bet Online, where the game begins. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, folks, please be sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well, which I always greatly appreciate. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. Go and follow the show right now and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode moving forward, folks, is going to have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please do me a huge favor. Go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. It's also 100% for free and really does help me out tremendously. Be sure to also go and smash the like button down below on this video. And last, go and ring that bell, turn on the push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all again for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. Hope everyone is having a safe start to their morning. Looks like we got a couple inches of snow here in the Chicago land area. I know we got some snow. Might've even been in October either. Late October, early November, the first, you know, little flurries that we saw here. It's been pretty uh, decent weather ever since then, at least just up in the 40s and 50s to avoid the white stuff at all costs. But now here we are, folks. We're, you know, nearing the middle of December. Snow is to be expected at this point in Chicago. So for those commuting to work, I hope everyone out there is driving safe, having safe travels, and staying warm because it's starting to get chilly out there, folks. And uh, it's it's winter time, but with winter coming, it does really start to feel like hockey season is in full swing. I always think it's weird when you know it's light outside and hockey's on, or 50, 60 degrees, and there's some puck going on. It definitely feels more like hockey season when the snow flurries start to come. Um, but yeah, hope everyone is off to a safe start to their morning. By the way, one thing I do want to mention real quick before diving into the good stuff is I don't know if this recording is loud or if the video quality is good, but I have switched over to StreamYard from our previous, uh, what we previously used was Restream and gave me a lot of video issues. A lot of the times, I'm sure you listeners and video watchers know, the video quality was choppy, the audio wasn't the best. Credit to the Lockdown Podcast Network for getting me set up on StreamYard here this morning, but 
really the first time I'm kind of rolling with it. So uh, please bear with me. I'm going to be getting better at this as the time progresses, but don't have StreamYard fully dialed at this point. So just wanted to give you all a heads up uh, heading into this video. But all right, to kick things off here this morning, folks, getting into some Blackhawks news. Of course, the Chicago Blackhawks are back in action tonight at the United Center. They return home after a three-game road trip out east. And tonight they take on the Winnipeg Jets for the third time already this season. And Winnipeg's been one of the surprises in the entire NHL here in the early going. They're 17-7-1 uh, through their first 25 games. That's currently good enough for first in the Central Division and second in the entire Western Conference. And when kind of researching the Jets, we're already a bit familiar with them since this is the third meeting of the year. But what's really led them to success, at least in my opinion, has been them leaning on their defense and goaltending combo. It really is one of the best in the entire league. Connor Hellebuck is an absolute stud. He's 14-5-1, started 20 of their 25 games already. He's the workhorse, the bell cow whatever you want to say. I think he's been a huge reason for their success. And also the defense. They're, the Jets are fourth in the NHL on the penalty kill heading into this game and also fourth against in goals allowed. So that's really the strength of this team. Uh, they, they found their niche, and that's gotten them off to an incredible start here. And we know, especially when they've been playing the Blackhawks this year, we know what that offense is still capable of, even though they're probably not as lethal as uh, some people viewed them a few years back. They still got a lot of good pieces. Still, the core, for the most part, is still there. Mark Shifley, uh, Blake Wheeler, Kyle Connor, Pierre-Luc Dubois. They got some talent there. So uh, while the defense is the strength of this team, I believe you definitely can't uh, sit back and expect it to be an easy night defensively against this Jets offense either because they've already potted 11 goals in two meetings against the Blackhawks this season. So uh, all facets of the game have really gone to the Jets in the opening two, two meetings. But one thing that could be benefiting the Chicago Blackhawks tonight, folks, good news could be on the way because uh, last night the Jets actually took on the Blues in St. Louis. So this will be the back end of their back-to-back. -back. Hopefully some fatigue sets in and the Blackhawks can finally find a way to beat this team. Uh, but in net for the Jets last night against the Blues was Connor Hellebuck. And, you know, considering the Blackhawks are right there with the worst teams in the entire NHL at this point, I don't think they're going to be too concerned about giving David Riddich a spot start tonight against this team. So for the first time in these three meetings, it looks like the Blackhawks could be facing David Riddich. That's the more likely scenario, although I did just mention Connor Hellebuck is an absolute workhorse back there. Wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world for him to start both games of a back-to-back. Highly unlikely, though, I will say, especially considering the Blackhawks aren't the most uh, daunting task on the schedule. But getting into these first two meetings, for those who may not exactly remember what went down, uh, the first one came a little bit over a month ago, back on the 5th of November up in Winnipeg. Yeah, hey, Hawks got blanked 4 nothing on a Saturday afternoon. It, it was an ugly one. Uh, and they also gave up three power play goals in that game, along with one shorthanded goal. So they were fine at even strength. They gave up no goals at five on five, but surrendered three PPGs. Their special teams cashed in for four goals. 
Uh, not a very good good game from the Chicago Blackhawks north of the border. And if you all remember correctly, that was actually the game where Dylan Wells was forced to enter and make his NHL debut in the third period after Arvid Soderbloom had to leave due to hydration issues. Uh, so just a weird and wacky first game between these two teams. The second meeting was a little less than two weeks ago, this time at the United Center, uh, and the Jets throttled the Blackhawks 7-2. to It was close through like the midway part of the second period, but that's really when the Jets started to pull away. It was 4-2, to wound up being 7-2. to And in that game, the Jets also cashed in for two more power play goals. So the first two games between these teams, the Jets have five goals on their man advantage. Uh, the Hawks definitely got to clean that up in order to have a shot tonight, especially against, as I've mentioned, uh, one of the better defensive teams in the entire NHL up to this point. And it's going to be a tough task, but the Blackhawks, I do think, uh, will have an easier path to victory if David Riddich does, in fact, end up getting the start in that over Connor Hellebuck. All right, there is my quick preview of the matchup tonight at the United Center between the Blackhawks and Jets. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the Hawks' lines and pairings, plus a few injury updates with the team now returning back home. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all of the latest game developments, matchups, news, and podcasts on whatever game you want to place a wager on. It's not just football. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and game scores. It's both the fastest and easiest way to check in on your favorite sports and events, including the MLB, MMA, boxing, UFC, golf. They have everything. So head on over to the website today, or you can also go and use your mobile device to learn more right now about all the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, segment two today, getting into the Blackhawks' projected lineup for tonight's game against the Jets. They returned Back to Fifth Third Arena for practice yesterday, and uh, some good news. First, Jonathan Taves, captain, missed the last game on Tuesday, yes, against the New Jersey Devils due to an illness. Apparently, Taves had some flu-like symptoms. Uh, Looks like it's only going to be a one-game absence, fortunately for him. As in practice yesterday, he was slotted back in his normal spot at the top-line center position in between Andreas Athanasiu and Patrick Kane. And basically, Blackhawks fans, it looks like Coach Luke Richardson is going back to the line combinations that he used over the weekend in New York when the Blackhawks had that back-to-back. They found some success with those pairings against the Rangers. Kind of went a little bit dull against the Islanders, but again, a good defensive bunch there. Uh, I do think it is certainly worth a try. Patrick Kane has been you know, a little bit quiet here as of late. I think the right spot for him to be in is with Jonathan Taves, who's been the Blackhawks' best two-way center so far this season, and Andreas Athanasiu, who seems to be getting scoring chances night in and night out. Can he bury him? That's the million-dollar question. Second line for the Blackhawks looks like it's back to Philip Kurashev, Max Domi, and Taylor Radish. Uh, I've thought that trio has been pretty good together, and Max Domi, uh, as of late, his goal-scoring ability I know the Blackhawks have been shut out in two games in a row. Um, 
But I think his goal scoring ability is really what has helped kind of um, give that line some confidence here. And uh, I think Taylor Radish also has cooled down a little bit as of late, but um, goal scoring has, has been his forte in the early going and the Blackhawks really need this second line to start doing more. They've been awfully quiet here recently. The third line, Kara Dickinson and Blackwell, the bottom six during that three-game road trip was really good, and it was kind of tough for the Blackhawks to waste such a sound effort from their bottom six forwards. Kara Dickinson and Blackwell, they've been really good ever since they've been teamed up together, and same with Kachuk, Entwistle, and Reese Johnson. I like to see Richardson go back to that fourth-line combo because they've been moving the puck well together, I've thought, in recent games as well. And given the Blackhawks' injury situation, no one uh, appears to be ready to return to the lineup just yet, except for maybe Sam Lafferty. Sam Lafferty appears to be sort of a game-time decision after he was rotating in and out of the line rushes during practice yesterday. Um, but if he's not able to go, this the Blackhawks are going to roll with the same lineup. But it would be nice to see Lafferty back in there. I mean, uh, he's missed the last six games now due to a back injury. He's been out since November 23rd against Dallas. The Blackhawks have definitely missed his a spark plug type play. And um, he got off to a really good start to the year. Hope Sammy can find that once again uh, as he re-enters the lineup here sometime soon, potentially tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. On defense for the Blackhawks, uh, the top pairing, the same as we've seen recently, Jack Johnson and Seth Jones. The second pairing, Jake McCabe and Ian Mitchell. How about this, folks? Uh, Ian Mitchell obviously was recalled recently due to Jared Tenorti being out with a hip injury, which I'll give you some updates on that here in just a moment. But this seems like uh, an indicator potentially that Ian Mitchell, you know, I think he's going to be in the lineup over Philip Roos tonight. And I, I, I think it's time that the Blackhawks start giving him a little bit more opportunity. Like, this is the spot for Ian Mitchell to be in, right? He's one of the few young defensemen in the organization where you'd probably prefer to have him up in the NHL now rather than the AHL, especially since it's a little bit of a log jam at that position down in Rockford right now. And kind of comparing where he's at in his career to a guy like Alex Vlasic or even Alec Regula, Isaac Phillips, Jakob Galvis, those guys you probably want down in Rockford at this point. Again, there's probably benefits them being Chicago right now, but um, I get why all those guys are in Rockford. For Ian Mitchell, it feels like there shouldn't ever be a situation for the Blackhawks right now where there just isn't room for him in the lineup. Look at the defensemen the Blackhawks are rostering right now. Jack Johnson, not part of the future. Caleb Jones, getting dicier by the game. Connor Murphy, hey there's potential that the Blackhawks trade Murphy at the deadline this year. I don't know if I'd love that, but I certainly would understand why Kyle Davidson would do it if he would get you know a valuable draft pick or prospect in return. It's all about the future at this point, and if Alex Dabrinkit isn't part of the future, hard to say that Connor Murphy's going to be too. Uh, Jake McCabe kind of in that same boat. Like, There's no reason that Ian Mitchell should be the odd man out of this group, and if anything, like Philip Ruse, I think, should be down in the AHL over Ian Mitchell. This is kind of his time to showcase his stuff. It was a, a 
brutal start to the year with him after missing training camp and the beginning of the season due to that injury. He's healthy now. He looked really good down in Rockford. You got to play him. I think you got to play him up at the NHL. It's time to really figure out what we have in Ian Mitchell, not these one to two game sequences in the lineup, out of the lineup. There's no consistency there. There's no way for him to get confidence or to get comfortable or establish chemistry. It's not smart, in my opinion, to be playing Ian Mitchell twice every five, six games, calling him up and down, never in a consistent spot. No, play Ian Mitchell. Let him be in the spot with a veteran like Jake McCabe. It makes sense, lefty-righty, a good younger, older veteran type of pairing. This is the spot he needs to be in. Let him play, and not just for a week or two. Give him a month. Give him two months. Let him find his stride and kind of see where that ceiling is at right now because we, we can't figure it out if Ian Mitchell is playing you know, every other night. That's not telling us a whole lot. So hopefully this is an indicator uh, that Ian Mitchell is going to be in the Blackhawks lineup more and more in, in, the, um, in, in the foreseeable future here. And then on the third pairing, Caleb Jones and Connor Murphy. Uh, I did already mention that Philip Ruse appears to be the odd man out on defense. Caleb Jones, it's getting frustrating, Blackhawks fans, because we know what he can do offensively, and we know what he can do in transition too. But the lack of consistency, the bad passes, the bad decisions, being a liability in the defensive end, it's cause for concern at this point. And sure, you can make an argument that Caleb's still pretty young, and yeah, he like just hit the 100-game threshold in the NHL. But it feels like the the clock is ticking for him. And look, I get that he's Seth's brother. But I'd rather be playing Philip Ruse and figuring out what we have with him. It feels like, at this point, we know what Caleb Jones is. A little bit. Now, should the Blackhawks... This is the tough situation they find themselves in. Do you, especially when, you know, Jared Tenorti comes back. He's another defenseman who, he's not going to be part of the future, but the Blackhawks look like they're going to be playing him. Um, what do you do with Caleb Jones and Philip Ruse and Ian Mitchell? What do you do with all those guys? I think Ian Mitchell has to be in the NHL. And it just seems like one of these guys has to go. And it would be a shame to me if Ian Mitchell's the one that gets that gets sent back down to Rockford. Because there's so many guys up here that that don't have a part in the future. Like, that would just be frustrating to me. We'll see what happens. Um, but personally, at this point, uh, it's tough for Caleb, but that's the business. That's the nature of the beast. I would rather see Philip Ruse in the lineup than him. Uh, but it feels like the Blackhawks need to make a move on defense at some point. I know the injuries have been a consistent part of the season, and that's how hockey goes. You do need those depth guys to step in when a guy goes down, but it feels like, knock on wood, hopefully better days are to come for the Blackhawks in terms of health-wise. Um, and if they do have a full, healthy bunch on defense, it is going to be a little interesting to see who kind of winds up being the odd man out in the middle part of the season uh, rather than the earlier part. Before I wrap up the show today, folks, I have a couple more injury updates that I want to be sure to provide. Uh, I already talked about Sam Lafferty being questionable to play tonight against Winnipeg. He talked with the media yesterday and said he's not really sure if he's going to play. So 
Guess we're just going to have to wait and see until the morning skate here in a little bit. Um, but Jared Tenorti, who's been battling a hip injury, he's missed the last five games, been out since uh, that game against the Montreal Canadiens. He could be returning on Tuesday against the Washington Capitals, according to coach Luke Richardson. And Tenorti, look, I, I just kind of said, you know, he's obviously not a piece of the future here, but I got to give him credit. He's been way better than I thought he was going to be when the Blackhawks first signed him. I mean, being a staple of the decor early on in the season, Jared Snorty, I was like, oh boy, this Blackhawks defense. They're still terrible. There's no doubt about it. But Jared Snorty actually has been a nice little physical presence. He's been consistent. Him and Connor Murphy have probably been the best pairing for the Blackhawks this season, as strange as that is to say. Um, and Tenorti, he's got five points in 20 games. Jared Tenorti. How about that? So uh, tip of the cap to old, to old Jared Tenorti uh, for getting the job done here. Could be back in the Blackhawks lineup at the earliest on Tuesday against the Capitals. Tyler Johnson, it's been tough sledding for him. He's been out since uh, missed the last 19 games with an ankle injury, and it looked like he was going to be back a few weeks ago. Things were trending in the right direction, but then he got spotted in a walking boot. Not really sure exactly what went down, but assuming it was some sort of setback, uh, Coach Luke Richardson said that Johnson could begin practicing over the weekend, and there's a chance that he could return next week as well if everything goes right. And, man, I hope it does because Tyler Johnson was awesome through those first six games, a big reason why the Blackhawks were 4-2-0. He, Taves, and Radish were an incredible second line right out of the gate, and that's just kind of been story of Tyler Johnson's tenure with the Blackhawks has not been able to stay healthy. I hope that changes for him when he is able to return from that ankle injury that's forced him to miss quite some time here in the early going. And then for the goaltenders, Alex Daylock and Peter Barazic, we don't really have any official timetable on their return at the moment, but it was good to see that both were on the ice at Fifth Third Arena for Blackhawks practice yesterday. And for Staylock, uh, he's been out for the past month now since suffering a concussion against the New York Islanders. Uh, Casey Zizekas kind of rammed into him. And at the time, I didn't think it was going to be an injury that would cost Staylock such a great portion of time. But, you know, obviously concussions are different. They're unpredictable. And it's, I'm sure, been really tough for him that he hasn't been able to be on the ice in quite some time. And the Blackhawks really could use him. Uh, so hopefully stay locked. It seems like the Blackhawks are starting to ramp him up. Things are heading in the right direction. Hopefully that continues to be the case here uh, because the Blackhawks really could use him back. And same with Peter Morazic, but you just never really know about the groin injuries. Age is on the wrong side of 30. It just feels like this is going to be an issue for Peter Morazic all season. And the tough part is the Blackhawks still have him under contract next year too. So I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what Sam Renzel turns out to be, but uh, it's been a frustrating start to Peter Morazic's tenure with the Blackhawks. Uh, hopefully, you know, one of them will be able to return by at least next week so that the Blackhawks won't be stuck with uh, Soderblom and Stauber longer than they already have to be. It's been tough for the Blackhawks in the early going so far, but um, it seems like they're finally starting to get healthier. Jared Tenorti could be back next week against the Capitals. Tyler Johnson could be back next week as well. Lafferty could even be playing tonight. Uh, hopefully the goaltenders will 
will follow suit. Blackhawks appear to be getting a little bit healthier finally and uh, really hope to see some of these guys in the next week or two to help fill out this thin lineup at the moment. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Friday, December 9th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Make sure if you're not already to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks right now, wherever you get your podcasts and to go and subscribe on YouTube and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Thanks again for making Lockdown Blackhawks your first listen today. For your second listen, make sure to go and check out Lockdown Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts that only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, that's going to do it for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.